Welcome to Parent Talk Podcasts, where experienced parents and expert guests give tips and tricks on making parenting a breeze. Well, at least a little easier. Now here is your host, Genevieve Kyle, and co-host, Heather Fox. Hi everyone, and welcome to Parent Talk, broadcasting out of the Greater Vancouver area. We're here to inform, educate, and support parents from the early years and beyond. Our show is a great way to expand your village and fill your parental toolbox with as many resources as possible. I'm Genevieve Kyle. I'm your host here on Parent Talk, as well as on Les Parents Pas, which is Parent Talk New French Edition. I'm 43-year-old, and I'm a mom of two boys, Alexandre, who is two and a half, and Nathan, who is almost one. Today, we're talking about egg freezing, because this week, it's Canadian Infertility Awareness Week. So let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. Hi everyone, Heather Fox here, co-host of Parent Talk. I am 41 years old. I have a son named Hudson. He is just over two years old and a beautiful new baby girl, Madeline. Hi, I am Sonia Kashup and I am the medical director of Genesis Fertility Center in Vancouver. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Well, thank you for coming. Sonia is actually uh, my doctor because we had my first son through um, IVF fertilization and we have uh, recorded a previous podcast on that. Thank you so much for coming back. Today we are talking about egg freezing and uh, Sonia, so can you tell us what is egg freezing? So egg freezing is a method of fertility preservation that has really evolved quite rapidly over the last, maybe not so rapidly actually, but has evolved quite a bit in the last uh, 10 to 15 years. Um, egg freezing is a method that women can choose to try and preserve their fertility for a time when they may be ready to start a family. Um, in the past, this technology took so long to develop. It's always been easy to freeze sperm, but the egg is a thousand times bigger than the sperm. It's the largest and most water-laden cell in the body, and it, the egg easily forms ice crystals that can damage its delicate and, and critical machinery. So it was very, very difficult to freeze eggs for a long time. The technology of egg freezing was perfected in Italy, where by religious law, all eggs fertilized from an in vitro fertilization cycle had to be transferred into the uterus. They could not freeze the excess embryos. So you can imagine that could become quite complicated with twins, triplets, and higher order multiples resulting. Uh, after that, it became probably predominantly used for fertility preservation for cancer and other patients who, um, whose fertility was threatened by their disease so that they could have hopes of having a family after their disease was in remission. In particular, they would freeze eggs if the woman didn't have a partner. But these days, uh, egg freezing, social egg freezing is far more common. Uh, the technology has really arrived, and through fast freezing or vitrification, we can thaw and we can freeze and thaw eggs for later use. Uh, for when we're ready to have a family, whatever ready means. Mm -hmm. What are the reasons uh, why women would freeze their eggs? So most women who present to our offices uh, do so past the time that we would like them to present. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you freeze 10 eggs by age 35, you have about a 60% chance of having a baby from those eggs and maybe even a second baby later on. But most women come to our offices after age 35. Um, they're doctors, dentists, dental hygienists, teachers, um, lawyers, engineers, actresses, 
um, scientists. They come from every walk of life, and most of the time, the reason why they present is because they haven't yet met their partner. It takes longer to get your education. It takes longer to establish your career. It takes longer to find a partner. And so most women come now realizing that whatever it's been, they don't have a partner. Maybe they were in a relationship and it didn't work out. Yeah, so that would be the most common reason. A lot of people, it's kind of a myth to think that most women, at least at least here, that most women are freezing their eggs with the intention of delaying their family. That's just not the case. Now, in other places uh, where egg freezing is more common, and women do it at younger ages, and particularly in cities where there's a lot of finance or tech, um, and those companies often have benefits to help with the costs of egg freezing, it may be that women are doing it younger, uh, therefore, not so much because they haven't met their partner yet, but because they just don't know when they're going to meet their partner and they have a lot on their agenda and they know that it may take time. Mm-hmm. I choose to go for a consultation uh, and I met Sonia and because actually this is what we were looking for. We wanted to freeze our eggs and um, the reason why we wanted to do this is because I was 39 year old at a time and we were just married and we wanted we did we wanted to do it right away because we didn't want to have the conversation with ourselves. We should have done it earlier. I mean, maybe myself as a single woman in the past could have done it earlier. I have thought about it many times. And I think everybody, I mean, as a woman, think about it, especially if you haven't met the special person yet. And um, for us, I, I mean, I haven't done it until I met my husband. And then uh, that's we, we choose to go the IVF route with my husband at the time, but, uh, that was the first reason why I went for fertility, uh, clinic, when I went for a consultation, I wanted to know about uh, egg freezing. And I, I think if you do, you choose to go there. I think it's to go with an open mind and, um, go and consult someone. If you ever curious about it, I think it's very important to do it sooner than later. Definitely. So who should freeze their eggs? Sonia? Mm. <laughs> I think in an ideal world, I, you know, I would say, I don't think women necessarily should freeze their eggs or that they must freeze their eggs or that, uh, you know, they should or must delay their family plans. But in an ideal world, every woman would be educated about egg freezing in the same way as we educate women about contraception. Because I think when it comes to family planning these days, it's a reality. I think that the average age that a woman has their first child now is 31, and that's the first time that's surpassed 30. Um, and so even if you're 31, 32, 33, when you're having your first child, having your second and third child is later than that. And we know that fertility declines steeply after ages 35, 37, 38, 39, and 40. Mm -hmm. I think that women deserve to understand their reproductive options. And so I think that education is important, uh, and that education about egg freezing should be part of the well woman exam and that women who want to and choose to do it then can do it from there. Um, but most of the time, there's a lot of uncertainty, for example, if we embark upon a long career or long education path, such as medicine, or an entrepreneur who really doesn't know when they're going to have that window in time to have their family because they don't know when their business or their ideas are going to be stable, um, or somebody who hasn't met somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Heather, have you ever thought about head freezing in the past? Because I knew you yeah. and your husband met later met, in life, like me exactly. and Alistair, right? Um, yeah, so definitely um, I I was in a long-term relationship in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And when that ended at 27, 
I was kind of like, oh my goodness, my little life plan didn't work out because <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a planner. Um, <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm going to be married at 25, first kid at 27, second at 30, and then I'll be done. <laughs> and then I'm like, surprise, oh, surprise. surprise, surprise, it doesn't work that way. I mean, as women, we have so much choice in now careers, what we want to do and all these things. And, and fertility is now in our hands. Um, and we don't necessarily need that partner to be there anymore. But like the partner for me was like, okay, I can't determine when that's going to happen. That's not in my control. Mm -hmm. So it was in my early thirties that I started actually kind of chatting with my parents about, you know, um, figuring out, you know, potentially borrowing money to be able to actually kind of look into different things that way. Um, and then, literally I think within the next six months I met Bruce but it was just it was definitely something on my radar because I was like okay I'm in my early 30s now and I don't know when I'm going to meet that you know special person Mm -hmm. that I'm going to have babies with and so now I don't know when that's going to be and having a child to me was almost more important than actually having the partner (laughs) so I wanted to make sure that you know that possibility was there for me and yeah looking back I mean especially if it was now back then, like, cause I know advances have come further and it might've been a lot better and easier. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, something I definitely would have done in the mm-hmm. past. <laughs> so when should we look into freezing our eggs? Well, exactly. As you said, sooner is always better, mm-hmm. but whenever it is that uh, you come to it, it, it's a good idea to get some information. Um, in the past, like I said, we know that if you freeze your eggs under age 35, they have the highest success rates. Egg freezing isn't a guarantee, so that's also important to understand whether your numbers are high or low if you, fertility is a functional diagnosis. So we know that fertility will decline with age, that's a given. We know that egg quality will decline with age, that's a given, because we don't make new eggs, unlike men who make new sperm every two months. But there can be other things that can affect fertility. So I still say to women that even if you freeze your eggs, don't freeze them and forget about them, because whatever the circumstances are, it will be easier when you're younger If you have the resources to do it when you're younger, under age 35, that would be ideal. If you don't, these days we freeze eggs even up to age 42 on a case-by-case basis, depending on the ovarian reserve, the circumstances, uh, provided um, the patient understands what the prognosis may be. We know that there is a gap between fresh and frozen eggs, and that gap is fairly narrow under age 35 and maybe even under age 37. Like I said before, 10 eggs frozen by age 35 have about a 60% chance of resulting in a pregnancy, in a baby actually, not just a pregnancy, and we think that that's now the case up to 37, but we think that the gap is about 7 to 10%, meaning that fresh eggs will have a 7 to 10% higher chance of having a baby than frozen eggs at those ages, but after age 38, we believe that that gap increases, so Mm -hmm. that frozen eggs are maybe not as good as fresh eggs and that the gap is more than 10%. Mm, Wow. What are the recent advances in egg freezing and uh, how do they affect the success rate? So the advances in egg freezing have been phenomenal, actually. So through processes of fast freezing or vitrification, um, the eggs are very successfully frozen, whereas in the past that was not the case. Um, And so with that, I think we're approaching probably as good as we can get with egg freezing until the day where we can make eggs from stem cells. Mm. Uh, The data for frozen eggs really comes mainly from the donor egg data because most women who are freezing their eggs socially or electively uh, have not come back to use them, obviously, because they're waiting, they've frozen them for a reason, they're not ready yet. 
Um, but these days we, because egg freezing technology has arrived, we can actually use it to freeze eggs from donors that can be used and shipped to different places, um, for patients who don't, um, have their own donor or whose own eggs won't work. Uh, and those success rates are in the range of about 70% with the donors being usually under age 30. Mm. So what if I'm in LA and I freeze my eggs there and I end up moving to, I don't know, Canada or another country? How do you, do you have to go back there or can the eggs be shipped, Chris? Yeah, the eggs can be shipped for sure. Uh, the most important thing would be to have a consistent protocol. So to know that wherever you're shipping them to can use the protocol that was used to freeze and thaw them. Alternatively, to go back to the first place, uh, thaw the eggs, fertilize them. Embryos are easier to freeze and thaw. And so uh, shipping embryos to different clinics with different protocols is a little bit easier to do. Um, egg freezing protocols are probably much more sensitive. Mm-hmm. And when you ship them, they stay frozen, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. What are the costs? How much does it cost to freeze our eggs? So it's about anywhere from $6,500 to $7,500 plus medications. Medications will range depending on somebody's ovarian reserve, their age, other circumstances. They can range from two to $8,000 actually, as much as the, the treatment itself. And then there's an annual storage fee, and that annual storage fee I think it ranges around $300. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any words of wisdom? Anything you want to add? You know, I think if you're thinking about it, uh, get more information and get more information sooner. Um, there's no doubt that the sooner you do it, the better. And probably when it comes to egg freezing, the most common thing I hear is I wish I would have done it sooner. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, I think myself too. I, uh, I, when I met my husband and it's something you think I could have done it earlier and then we would have, because now you learn later on and I think a lot of people go later right and then you learn about everything and then you realize how important the egg age right yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh yeah I think uh, yeah it's actually shown that if you freeze your eggs at age 30 for example and you and you have one batch of frozen eggs under age 35 even um and you want to conceive when you're 40 your chances of success with those eggs that were frozen under age 35 You could avoid three cycles of IVF, which is the average number at age 40. I mean, not the average number at every clinic, but if you look nationally, statistically. Um, So one batch of frozen eggs under age 35 could not only provide you with more than one child, but it could avoid you the costs associated with several treatment cycles at a later age. Mm -hmm. So let's say I froze my eggs when I was, I don't know, 30, something like that. And then uh, I, I finally meet someone and uh, later on, and now we, for what X, Y, Z reason, we choose to go that route. First of all, what would you recommend? To start naturally first and then go and um, use those eggs? Usually, what's a, what do you recommend? Usually, it depends on the age at which you decide to become pregnant. So let's say you freeze your eggs at age 35 or below and you are now ready at 38 or 39, probably you would start trying naturally, not for too long, maybe six months or less, and then go through the standard methods of treatment um, to try and conceive, maybe saving those eggs for later on if you want to have a second child, and using them only if if the fresh eggs don't work. 
Um, but if you were 41, 42, and depending on your ovarian reserve, you may very well use those frozen eggs first because their potential is so much more. Um, and the chances of uh, miscarriage, for example, are so much less. Mm-hmm. So it all depends on every single woman. It's different than age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Heather, I think it's time for a conversation card. All Can right. you please pick one and read it to us? Okay, a question today. Here we go. How does a person become courageous? You become courageous. I, I don't know what comes first, the chicken or the egg, but I think <laughs> you become courageous by uh, embracing the unknown and taking on tasks that you really don't know if you're going to succeed or fail. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, similar to that, I think, yeah, we become courageous through experiences that we grow from and, um, you know, maybe those are difficult times or hurdles that we've kind of gone through and become more courageous from that. Mm-hmm. I think maybe looking bad, you know, you know, you're doing things, you're really outside of your comfort zone and uh, you go for it and you face your fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that makes you courageous, definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Dr. Keshap. I like to say Sonia. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank me. you for being here. Thank you, Heather, for being here. Thank you for your contribution in Other Parents' Life. For our listeners, the conversation continues on our website at parenttalk.ca. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. And you can subscribe to this podcast on our website or on iTunes so you don't miss an episode of Parent Talk. And don't forget to review us on iTunes. Remember, there's nothing more powerful than feeling supported by a community of parents by sharing your thoughts, ideas, and experiences. Thank you everyone for listening and have a great week. The views and or opinions of the host and their guests are not necessarily those of Parent Talk and should not be considered as fact. The information offered is believed to be accurate but is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be used for diagnosing or treating any health issue or prescribing medication. If you have any questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your child, please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare practitioner.